and you're transitioning your schedule and figuring out what their feeding schedule and sleeping schedule is. And then, you know, you have to transition to go back to work. And then there's new expectations there because like you said, you just want to, you want to be at the same productivity level that you were pre-baby. Hey everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Entering Motherhood, a podcast dedicated specifically to new moms going through this amazing journey in life. I'm your host, Sarah Bilger, a postpartum nutritional coach slash mechanical engineer. And as always, I'm so excited to be here with you and share all of the information I've been lucky enough to obtain since becoming a mom. In this episode, we talk with Laura Spencer about processing the transitions of motherhood, learning to understand ourselves more, and figuring out what we truly need in postpartum. Hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I'm so glad to have you here today and get this conversation going. So how about you go ahead and introduce yourself for our listeners? Yeah. Hi, I am Laura Spencer, and I am a postpartum coach and childbirth educator. So I help perfectionist moms who are feeling burnt out reclaim joy in their life after having a baby. And I help expectant moms who are feeling fearful of birth and what's to come after learn to move through those fears so that way they can birth confidently and transition into motherhood as a confident new mama. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about, you know, your personal journey, what entering motherhood was like to you and what really led you on this path of postpartum coaching now. Yes. Okay. I was one of those people who always wanted to be a mom. Like I always knew I was meant to be a mom. My husband and I, you know, we wanted to have kids and we did. We had our first back in 2019. And that was an experience. And it was, you know, I was one of those people who, when I wanted to be a mom, I just thought of all of the amazing parts of motherhood. And I think that, you know, as girls growing up, we can really romanticize the whole motherhood experience. And I definitely did. And so when I became one, I kind of went through this period of, wait a second, (laughs) like what, wait, what is actually happening? And why didn't anybody tell me about this? You know, I, I, and it's hard because, you know, people do drop hints, right? Like there's postpartum depression. Like, you know, you hear about these things as you're pregnant and you're preparing for a baby. And it's not necessarily that you think like, oh, that's not going to happen to me. It's just that like, you haven't experienced yet, experienced it yet. So you don't know. And so anyway, I, I went through this whole period of like, okay, I feel like I've been hit with a Mack truck and my life has been turned upside down and I'm not really sure where to go from here. Like, I love this tiny little human and also he frustrates the hell out of me, but he's only six weeks old and you know what I mean? Like, oh, it's just 
experience that I had in my life where I really had to learn to sit with such contradicting emotions. And that, I could not verbalize that probably within the first year of motherhood. Now looking back at it, I can absolutely say that that was one of the biggest factors of like, okay, I feel really angry in this moment, but also I look at my baby and I feel joy. Like, how is this possible? You know? And that was just so confusing to me. Once I kind of got the hang of, you know, the first couple of months, then it was time to go back to work. And then that was a whole other thing. So then I went back to work and I was working as a teacher at the time. And I was also, I had a leadership position. So I was in charge of a department of foreign language teachers because I taught Spanish. And, you know, I went back to not only teaching, but back to a leadership responsibility role. And it all just became too much. Uh, It really did. And so I started um, developing postpartum anxiety. And eventually I got help with that. But it wasn't until, you know, I really started noticing the biggest way that I noticed it was was within my relationship with my husband. It was in my marriage. You know, he was the one that really bared the brunt of my feelings. And a lot of that came from like me just feeling like he wasn't supporting me. But looking back, I mean, I was rarely communicating that I needed to be supported or how I needed to be supported or what I needed because I was also like, I don't even know what I need. (laughs) Or my brain was telling me, I think you just need to run away for a little while. (laughs) And that just wasn't you know, that's not an option. So, you know, in this time of going back to work, I was experiencing that anxiety, just especially being away from my baby. I just didn't want to be away from him because I just knew how precious this time is. And you see how quickly your baby grows and, you know, leaving him every day to go, to go teach was just, heartbreaking and freeing. So again, there's like the contradiction, right? Where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go live my my own life and go teach because it was something that I enjoyed at the time, but I don't want to leave my baby, you know? And so that has just been, or that was just the hardest part for me. And, you know, I wish that there was some magical way to say like, this is exactly how you how you deal with that. But really, it's just it's just learning how you best deal with it. It's a learning curve. And that kind of takes me back to why I got into this work, which is, you know, we all kind of process it differently. We're all going through, you know, this whole transition into motherhood. We're all entering motherhood, but it brings up different things for all of us and it come, you know, things surface differently for all of us. And we all deserve the opportunity to be able to really process that. And so that's, that's what I wanted to be able to, to offer to, you know, the women that I work with is just a space to really be able to 
process what is happening <laughs> and get be able to feel like you're getting the most out of this precious time. And so many people love to remind us, like, enjoy every minute. It goes so fast. And you're like, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to enjoy every minute. I think that was one of the things that really just almost like broke my heart, you know, when people would say that to me. I'm like, I do want to enjoy every minute, but here I am at work and you know, I I am enjoying my independence, but also missing my baby and you know, and then I would get home and, you know, just give my husband the cold shoulder because I wasn't processing what was happening. I didn't know what was happening and I needed somebody to talk to and I needed somebody to help me get grounded in what I was really feeling and help me to be able to really process that. You know, eventually I did go to my doctor um, and I reluctantly went on medication because I started having panic attacks in my classroom. Like I would just get so overstimulated. I mean, I had like 30 kids in the classroom and, you know, they're expecting this bubbly teacher that I was, but it just got to be too much. And so that's when I was like, okay, something's really wrong. And I started talking to a counselor as well, but eventually it just felt like I was talking myself in circles and not really going anywhere. And then I came across a coach and she helped, she was a a marriage coach for moms. And I was like, okay, let me, let me look into this. And so I've signed myself up for a coaching program because I was like, I can see how my marriage is really being affected right now. And, you know, at that point (laughs) it was all his fault, you know, Um, I couldn't really see, you know, I couldn't really see or separate how not that. And again, I don't really want to use the word fault at this point. It's just that's the way that I was seeing it in that in that time and that experience was, you know, there's all these things that he needs to be doing. And what I realized was, well, wait a second, you know this is a, this is a two-way street and you have some responsibility in this too. And the responsibility wasn't necessarily like you need to be making up for everything. It was more like you need to be focusing on your healing. You need to be focusing on, you know, processing all of this, working through all of this, learning how to communicate through all of this, just as much as he needs to be doing that. But if you're not doing that, then why should he, you know? And so that helped tremendously, just being able to kind of break down communication barriers between us uh, because I was very much uh, in the in the thinking that he should be reading my mind and he should just know. He should just see that I am overwhelmed, that I am, you know, anxious, that I am doing all of the things, right? I am doing so much. Why can't he see that? And that was my thinking. And I was really able to to shift that and be able to say, well, wait a second. Like, are you actually acknowledging all the work that you are doing? Like, are you taking the time to say that you're doing a good job? Like, or are you just looking for that external validation? And I think 
so many of us really do rely on our partners to give us that external validation. And that was something that, you know, it's still a work in progress, but my goodness, it is so much better that I can be able to say, dang, I did a great job, you know, and let that be enough. Yeah. I think so much of what you just said is so relatable and so many moms feel this when they go through that transition of entering motherhood. And, you know, even going back to, we don't know what we don't know. And it's, it's one thing for people to kind of like say these things or expose us to different things that might happen or whatnot. But like you said, we're not fully processing it as something that could happen to us until it is something that happens to us. We're somehow convinced like, oh, we're different. It's going to be different. We're going to, you know, that won't happen to me kind of scenario. And I don't think that there's anything quite that an expecting mom can hear to really prepare her for ultimately what's going to happen. But the more you kind of work through things and let them know, you know, there is support, there is somebody that has felt these things, there is someone who can help navigate this time with you. And just like you said, like, help process that time, help hold that space for them. That is something that is so needed. And so I think overlooked as as something that's almost required during this transitional time because we don't understand that it is something that like we need help being guided through one way or another. And like you said, like all those conflicting thoughts and emotions and things that are going on, you're being introduced to a time in your life that you have never experienced before. And, you know, like any other transition, you know, like from like a kid to a preteen or, you know, like a preteen to a teenager, teenager to adult, like you're going through a new transition in life. There's going to be things that change. And, you know, how you even said, like going back to work, it's such a, we, we try to fit ourselves into the life that used to exist. <sighs> there it is. <laughs> And we don't really comprehend that that's not the scenario. And you're going to have different emotions. You're going to have different, you know, thoughts, ideas, feelings, that separation from your baby for the first time, you know, having to leave them, whether you're putting them in a daycare or leaving them with family, you know, you're separated from your child and you have never experienced that before. So it's yeah. going to be overwhelming. It's going to feel, you know, shocking. And I think we have to allow ourselves to feel those emo emotions and comprehend like, oh, that's why I am like feeling anxious and overwhelmed and, yes. and this is going on. And oh, I can't be that bubbly teacher that I was before because 
now I'm constantly thinking about that baby that's at home or wherever and what are they doing and are they eating okay? Are they crying? Do they need me? Like, <laughs> you know, there's so many new things that are going on inside of our mind that if we don't acknowledge is just going to kind of like populate one way or another into multiple different forms of, of handling it exposing it you you know like there is so much there that well yes I think you know I I think that what you just said is 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 key like there's so much that happens after you have a child that you've never experienced before and there continue to be transitions like it's not just that you have a baby and now you learn how to have a baby it's that you have a baby and then pretty much like every week to two weeks, they're changing and you're transitioning your schedule and figuring out what their feeding schedule and sleeping schedule is. And then, you know, you have to transition to go back to work. And then there's new expectations there because like you said, you just want to, you want to be at the same productivity level that you were pre-baby, right? But like you said, your your mind is just, like they call it mom brain, right? Which there's, I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a whole lot of like physiological things that are actually happening. Like your brain has literally rewired itself. Um, so there's that. But also you have new thoughts consuming your mind rather than just focusing on your work. And rather than just like focusing on uh keeping up with your house and all of these things, right? You have something extra and it's huge. Like it's so huge. This transition, this sounds a little bit morbid, but just bear with me. Okay. Cause I've thought about this. You know, if you lose a loved one that was really close to you, right? If they pass on, that's a transition that you're going through. You're learning to live without that person. And it's a whole process. Birth is like the backwards of that. It's the opposite. You're learning to live with someone new. You're, but it's like opposite, but it's the same because it's almost the same kind of process, right? You mentioned shock. You go through this period of shock. You go through denial. Like you're almost going through these stages of grief, right? Because you're grieving this old life that you had, but also sometimes you're grieving the expectation that you had for this experience and that it's not necessarily what you thought. And I think too, for any new moms that are, or expectant moms that are listening, if you are figuring out like, okay, how can I best prepare myself for this? One of the best things you can do is really be honest with yourself about what kind of expectations you have, what kind of beliefs you have about being a good mom. Because that's really, I mean, when we get down to the core of it, that's what all of us want to be. We want to be a good mom, right? And so we go through this whole process of, of growing up and learning and seeing and creating beliefs and expectations about what a good mom does. And then once we actually become moms, That's when, you know, when we're starting to feel these feelings of overwhelm and burnout and all these things, we really have to take a step back. We have to say, 
what kind of expectation am I holding myself to right now? You know, where did this come from? And again, if you're an expectant mom, go ahead and start sitting with those beliefs and those expectations. Like, what kind of expectations do I have for this? And what kind of steps can I take when I feel like I'm not living up to this? You know? And like you were saying with your husband, you were like, how does he not know what I want? Like, how can he not just read my mind? You don't know what you want. So how is he supposed to know what you want? And I think like you said, taking that time to just sit with those thoughts and process, you know, what do I want? What kind of mother do I want to be like? What kind of things do I want to incorporate into our new life? What kind of scenarios are going to come up that are maybe going to cause new things to happen? Are we still going to take part in these activities? If we do, how is that going to work with a baby? How is work going to, you know, be a transition with a baby? You know, and starting to define your wants, your needs, and Mm -hmm. then communicating those. Yeah. Not just to yourself. Like, yes, you need to tell yourself, like, this is what you expect. This is what, you know, is going to kind of like be the goal, if you will. But then you have to communicate that to family members, your partner, you know, if you have other children, you know, letting them know this is going to be the new dynamic. This is going to be what our transition is like. Because like you said, like, you know, in the sense of losing someone, this is adding someone permanently to your life. This is not someone that you're just going to casually date and see how it goes and, and like navigate from there. It's, it's a definite permanent decision that is now a part of your life. Yeah. And I think just, you know, how you were saying too, like, we deserve the time and space to be able to process this transition and really give ourselves that allowance, if you will, of of being able to just sit with it and give ourselves the time. And it might not seem like you have the time or, oh, it's like, it's not necessary or or whatnot, and you think like, oh, that's, you know, too much, or I don't deserve that. Like, we all deserve that attention, that time, that space, and we need to be willing to give ourselves that, or else others are going to suffer, especially ourselves, if we're not working through it, and we're just trying to power through it and get over it and and whatnot. So, you know, I think just being able to acknowledge where we're at and what's going on is the biggest thing that you can do in motherhood. Yeah, absolutely. I think to what you just said, you know, we do need that space and that time, that processing. But we see all the other women having children. We see everyone on Instagram. And I don't know about you, but (laughs) comparison can be, you know, the thief of joy, as they say. And in this case, it can be like the thief of your permission to process this. Because 
seeing all of that and seeing how, you know, people have babies every day and people figure it out and, you know, everybody just, everybody does it, right? And everybody deserves the time and space (laughs) to process it. It's just that that's not something that we put out there. It's not part of our culture. It is something that used to be, you know, definitely part of taking care of a postpartum woman and helping her to just rest and easily go through this transition. There's lots of ancient cultures that have, you know, the 40 days of rest after a baby. And in our American culture, that's just not something that is honored really anymore. And so it's difficult as a person who wants that and wants to give yourself permission, you feel like you almost have to justify it because it's not, it doesn't seem like it's part of the norm anymore, right? Because we all just kind of like have the baby flow through it, you know, and, and just everybody does it. That's just, that's just what you do. And if you have postpartum depression or postpartum anxiety, you just go to your doctor and you get on medication. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm saying that that's, that has been, that has become our, our culture's answer to this quote unquote problem, which is not a problem. It's just that we're not allowing ourselves the time and space to fully process this and become a family and work through all of this. I could go down this whole rabbit hole of things, but I'm not going to. (laughs) But really, I just wanted to say that as like, you know, if you are feeling like you need this time, you need some space to process all of this, you do deserve it. It is like you need to figure out a way to do that because that is what's going to be best for you. It's what's going to be best for your baby. It's what's going to be best for your family. Yeah. And what would you say to someone that feels like, you know, they are doing everything and they're, they're trying to like put it all together and they just still feel like that's not enough and it's not working. It's Mm. not clicking. It's not, you know, functioning. Like uh, I must just be broken or, or whatnot. Mm. Mm. Okay. Well, first of all, you're not broken. (laughs) You're not broken. Um, and a really dear friend of mine actually told me this too. She's like, there's nothing to fix. (laughs) There's nothing to fix. Right. And it's all just about processing. It's all just about moving through it and giving yourself, like you said, time and space. My biggest thing, like if, if you are feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling like, oh, you know, I'm doing all the things and it's still not enough. That is your body's way of saying, hey, we need to take a rest here. We need to reevaluate. And that's really, really, really hard. (laughs) It's really easy to say, oh, just slow down, (laughs) you know, let it go. Lower your expectations. You know, those, those tend to be like the taglines of, you know, mom advice, let it go, lower your expectations, just rest. And, you know, for someone who has learned how to do that, sure, that's easy to say. But I do think that it definitely takes working with someone, 
to help you actually learn how to create that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think having somebody and knowing that somebody is literally right there beside you, knowing that the mission is to support you and guide you and give you what you need during that transitional time is so helpful. It like, it really kind of alleviates so much of all that's going on in your brain to know that there is someone who wants me to heal from this, who wants me to process this, who wants me to feel better, who wants me to not be so overwhelmed and anxious. And to know that there is somebody there on your side doing that for you just really helps give you that permission to let it all go. And I think it is very hard to do that by ourselves. It's hard to process anything alone. And we need to be reaching out for community. We need to be looking for people to help us. We need to be giving ourselves that permission to find help. Because I think if we just say, oh, I can do it all all on my own, or, you know, like, why do I need to, you know, find somebody or find a support group or, or get help from whatever, like, I'll just, you know, read a book or, or like, do it myself or whichever it may be. Sure, yeah, you can try to be, you know, super mom and do it all yourself, but you're going to experience burnout. You're going to experience that sense of, I can't do it all. And like, we need, like you were saying, like those initial, you know, cultures that were surrounding the mother during those time periods, you know, she wasn't alone. There was a group of people helping her transition through these moments. And you might have friends, you might have family, like things like that, but if they're not truly assisting you or giving you what you feel you want and need, it's okay to be outsourcing and looking for those answers to achieve what you deserve. Right. I think the greatest thing that we can learn as moms is being a good mom doesn't mean that you're like fully pouring into your child. It means that you're pouring into yourself to be able to pour into your child. Because, you know, I've just been really sitting with this whole idea of, you know, you see these things like on floating around Facebook, you know, like everybody wants to hold the new baby, but who's holding the new mother? And, you know, and just the way that our medical model is set up with maternal care. It's very baby focused. And, you know, subconsciously, that can, that can really like start to mess with you, even if you're not consciously noticing it, that, oh, you know, the baby is more important, the baby is most important. But really, if you as a mother are not being taken care of, That's a problem because if you're trying to like fully take care of yourself and take care of another human, that's a lot to do, right? So I'm just like on this mission of 
if we can take care of our mothers, our children will be well cared for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so right there with you. And I think that was something that I had to find out for myself, either fortunately or unfortunately. It was kind of like I told myself, like, I need help. I need to be cared for. I need to be, you know, mothered in a sense. Like I need that help and support. And if I'm going to fully be able to be there for my children, I need to give myself this time. And then that's how that whole, like you were saying, like you're seeing it and like the filling your own cup and really like giving yourself all of that. So what would you kind of, you know, for a mom that is either someone that's expecting or someone who has, you know, recently become a mom, what would you kind of give for like the final, you know, words of advice or or tips or kind of like a direction of what that first step might look like in fully being able to help in the transition? What is coming to mind is that asking for help doesn't mean that you're helpless. And giving yourself permission to take care of yourself during this transition isn't selfish. I actually think the opposite. If you're not taking care of yourself, that's really selfish because you, I mean, I can personally speak on how I saw it play out in my own home. When I wasn't taking care of myself, when I was really stressed out, my husband literally said to me, when you're stressed out, I'm stressed out. And that really hit me. That's how much I am affecting this other person. So like take, I know it's scary. Like it can be scary to, to, to say like, oh, I need help. Like that just feels so like, it does feel helpless, right? But it's not just because you're asking for help doesn't mean that you're helpless because we were meant to do life together. We were meant to do life as a community, as a collective, like you weren't meant to do this on your own. That's what I would say. Awesome. And where can we reach you? Where are you at on social media? Where can we get in contact with you? You can follow me on Instagram at Laura Spencer Coaching, and you can join my Facebook group, Motherhood Mentoring, New Moms Navigating Postpartum Life. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I love this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on and really just kind of like opening up about, you know, those truths in motherhood and what really is kind of like happening and going on. And, you know, it really is an experience that we're not going to be able to fully understand until we're in it. And then once we're in it, if we haven't kind of like been able to get that, it is a, a big transition and a big moment in our life, then it can feel like overwhelming. And, you know, we do need to process it and we do need that time. Absolutely. So, yeah. so thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs>